Hi, everybody. I have some exciting news. I am launching a Substack. I know. I keep telling you how I'm not a writer, and I'm still not a writer, but I am going to be writing about reading over on Substack. The Substack is called Unstacked, and you can find it at tracythomas.substack.com. There will be free options every Friday. There'll be a bunch of weekly roundups, announcements, all the shit I'm into. And then if you want to upgrade yourself to the paid subscription, I'm going to have author interviews, bonus episodes, anticipated reads, book pairings, community chats, all sorts of stuff. So, If that sounds like something you'd be into, go to tracythomas.substack.com and join Unstacked. And of course, I've got a special offer for you. If you go to tracythomas.substack.com slash the stacks 10, you get 10% off your first year membership of Unstacked. You have from now until April 4th to redeem. Again, that's tracythomas.substack.com slash the stacks 10 for 10% off Unstacked. Okay, that's enough. Let's listen to this episode. Welcome to The Stacks, a podcast about books and the people who read them. I'm your host, Tracy Thomas, and today our guest is Asha Grant. Asha is the founder of the LA branch of the Free Black Women's Library. If you're in need of a book recommendation, please send us an email at askingthestacks at gmail.com. Myself and my guests will read it to you on air and give you personalized book recommendations. Email askingthestacks at gmail.com with what you're looking for and then tune in to hear what we suggest. If you're interested in supporting the work that we do around here, please consider making a contribution to our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash the stacks. You'll earn insider perks like our video book club. You can also show the show some love by making sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget everything we talk about on this show can be found in the show notes along with our social media accounts and social media accounts for our guest. Okay, now let's chat with the founder of the LA chapter of the free Black Women's Library, Asha Grant. All right, you guys, I'm very excited. I'm here today with Asha Grant. Asha is the founder of the Free Black Women's Library here in LA. And um, Asha, welcome to the Stacks. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that you're here. Uh, For those of you who aren't familiar with the Free Black Women's Library, Asha, do you want to give us just like a little background on what that is and then kind of how you started it here in LA? Yeah, sure. So um, the Free Black Women's Library is a Black feminist literary pop-up book swap. Okay. Um, And so the premise is pretty simple. You bring a book written by a Black woman that could be from any genre or any time period, just anything written by a Black woman, literally a zine. It could be a literary magazine. It could be an article. It could be a cookbook. And you get to swap for a book that hopefully is on your list that you haven't read before or maybe an old favorite. Um, And it's a really great way to help promote literacy and also just like gain new books and new experiences without spending any money. Yeah. It's like a really dope anti-capitalist project, especially today where Amazon is what we understand Amazon to be, which is like uh, everything monster. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, it's a really great um, opportunity for community members to come together just under the voices of black women and, promoting our stories and it's just really awesome. It's such a special moment. So I got introduced to the library because I used to live in New York 
I'm from Los Angeles, but I went to New York for grad school. Where did you go to was, grad school? Uh, I went to Columbia. Okay. I went to NYU for undergrad. So oh, also cute. spent a little time in New York. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, and I don't think NYU and Columbia are like the same like, no. vibe. <laughs> no, not at all. But they're in the same city, kind of. Anyway, but I feel like NYU is cooler than. Oh, interesting. You know, it just seems It's a little artsy. bit less stuffy. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not an Ivy League though. You know, it's like, do you want to go to an Ivy League or do you want to go to NYU? Yeah. I, I'm just going to say it. I regret going to Columbia. You do? Why? Sorry, y'all. It was too stuffy for me. Oh, okay. It was really stuffy. And it was, I obviously got my master's in English. Okay. And um, didn't read enough black books. Like, didn't have enough diversity, like, in our curriculum. It was just sort of like, I went to Spelman for undergrad. So okay. Just got to say that. Kind of felt like well. you were backtracking a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I got was it. like, wait a minute. This is I was going to say, where did you go to undergrad? Because yeah. I feel like everywhere is stuffy <laughs> and doesn't have enough black books, but yeah, not at Spelman. No, not at Spelman. So it was a really like uh, disappointing transition. I was super excited to like have that experience. And when I got there, I was like, wow, you guys have never heard of intersectionality. But like Kimberly Crenshaw. Is a professor at the law school. Like, right. I just, there were so many moments. Huh. I was like, wow, y'all. Um, anyway, back to. Okay, so you're in New York. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted. No, yeah. Okay, so I'm in New York. And so since you lived in New York, New York, you know that New York is like super walkable. Yeah. And so I was always walking around Har- Harlem and I literally like ran into the library at the Studio Museum in Harlem. Okay. And I was always used to seeing people outside selling books and like really good books too. Um, it doesn't really happen so much in LA. No. Actually, I've never seen that here. So I was like, oh, okay. Is this like a book selling thing? Like what's happening? Um, but really quickly I realized like, okay, this is actually not that. This is like something else in itself. So I was talking to people and I was like, what's happening here? I see like all of my favorite authors, like hmm. all these books that like I wanted to get and that are in my cart that I still want to get but I'm broke because I'm in school and they were like oh yeah just like bring some books and you can have some books and I was like a concept <laughs> like <laughs> oh, wow like I can get down with this so um I ran back to my house I did have some books that I felt comfortable parting with um and I went back and I swapped and I got to meet Olaranke Kimowo who started it in Brooklyn um and I was like talking to her and I was like, this is amazing. She was like, thanks, girls. So she like <laughs> took my picture with the books. It's really cute. I never <laughs> post it because I look horrible. Oh. <laughs> but it's like really, really iconic. Yeah, I just remember getting Tar Baby by Toni Morrison. She had this beautiful like vintage copy mm. from like the 70s. And I had wow. this like turquoise background and like these little yellow stars on it like I was just like and I'm like a cover junkie okay so um yeah that's kind of how I literally ran into this project um and I went to a couple other swaps after that and when I moved back to LA I just missed having it here okay and I like looked for one here like I was like is there something like that happening here and I just couldn't find anything so I was super wrapped up in what I call the charter school industrial complex okay. system. Okay. <laughs> and I just didn't have any time. And I was just like a grind monster. Were you a school. teacher? I taught one class, but my primary role was a 
coordinator. So okay. I was like over student services and extracurriculars and stuff like that, um, which I loved. I loved my kids, but <clears throat> I'm not going to go deep into that. But the point is <laughs> I had abandoned like my actual passions in life, which are right. like reading, writing books, like black women, all these different things. And so I had this like come to Jesus moment where I was like, I'm about to quit my job and like start doing other stuff that I really want to do and I'm really interested in. And a part of that was doing something that was so similar to the Free Black Women's Library that I was like, I need to just call her and just ask, like, can I start a chapter here or like a site or like, are you open to branching out? And she was really receptive super kind and excited and supportive. And so um, in January 2019, I launched our Instagram and it's just like been popping ever since. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You guys don't just do book swaps though. You do other community events too. Yeah. So it's like a literary series. Like a, I, I think of it as like a black feminist literary series. So okay. we do do different events. Um as I was mentioning to you earlier, we had an event where I played an episode from your podcast. <laughs> Thank you for the shout out. Appreciate had to it. do it. Yes, because when Akiba Solomon and Kenra Rankin yeah. were on here for um, How We Fight White Supremacy, I did an event with this organization called Airmoi. Um, and they're these Pan-Asian mama art worker folks that are so dope. And we came together over that book to talk about anti-blackness within Pan-Asian communities. Um, and we used the book as sort of like a jump off point for like how we fight white supremacy in our own lives mm. and our families and things like that. So, um, and we did this like mapping activity where we like mapped out literally how we're going to fight white supremacy mm. and how we already do. Um, so it was great. But awesome. um, yeah, so we do different like workshops. Um, I've done this workshop that I started called Praise the Lord Workshops. Um, every Sunday, I try to read Audrey Lord because I truly believe that she is like my Lord and okay. Savior. That's Praise the Lord with an E. Praise the Lord with an E. <laughs> um, and so I did this workshop with um, my co-facilitator. Her name is NK and she used to work with the Women's Center for Creative Work. Okay. And we developed this workshop around one of the essays called Uses of the Erotic, the Erotic as Power. And so, like, that's an example of something that's not necessarily a book swap, but, like, still centering a Black woman mm. writer or, like, um, Black feminist theory in some way. Right. And we'll yeah. talk a lot more about Audre Lorde next week when we talk about the book. So that was a little spoiler of what's coming your way next week, y'all. Um, okay. What if people want to start one in their own city? Is that something they can do? Do they reach yeah. out? Like, what do you know how people would go yeah. about that? Yeah, it's so funny because people will reach out to me and they're like, what can I do? And I'm like, okay, reach out to Ola. <laughs> um, so I usually send them to the Free Black Women Libraries page. Ours is, ours is the Free Black Women's Library underscore LA. Okay. So I usually send them to the original page so they can talk with her um, about like what to do. And then after that, if they have like more questions or right. just need like advice or something, then I'm open to giving it. Right. Um, yeah. One of the things that I've seen that's really cool about what you're doing and kind of the organization, I guess it's an organization or it's like grassroots. Yeah. It's kind of 
like <clears throat> guerrilla literacy, yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. But one of the things that's really cool is that it doesn't feel like you have to be on the same page necessarily on day to day or like events, but more in the broader sense. Like it seems like you have a lot of freedom to do events that fit your community. And yeah. then in Brooklyn, they're doing events that fit their community. Yeah. And I think that's really useful and helpful because LA and New York are not the same. Yes. I'm really glad that you brought that up. Um, LA and New York are very much not the same. And <laughs> I mean, even just the landscaping right. of it, right? Totally. Like, there's no walking around. You're not going to bump no into. no walking around. Right. So I really have to do a lot of work in terms of like making sure wherever we have events, there's parking. Right. And things like that because it's like no one's going to – I mean, even when I'm looking to do events or looking to go to events, I'm like – okay, how long is it going to take me to get there? Like, right. am I going to have a place to park? Right. In New York, you're just like, oh, like it's in wherever, you know that you can hop on the right. train. You're going to be fine. Yeah. So it is really awesome because each site has their own, I feel like each site has their own energy, like right. has their own kind of events. Like for an example, the um, Free Black Women's Library in Atlanta, I think they're about to start this like Black Feminist Theory, like reading series or something. Cool. Um where they like will meet on the weekends to like go over texts and stuff like that. So it's not necessarily something that I've done here before, but like totally fits them and like their community. Right, and right. Yeah. So it's really nice and it's awesome because it's, it's really fun for me to see the different ways that we all engage around black women's books and right. black women writers and black feminist theory, like in our different ways. Right. Cause it um, feels like it's a, it feels like a really specific thing, but it's also such a huge thing. There's so much space to yeah. kind of live in it, whatever yes. feels right for your for your community. Yeah. And I, I think that. that's so awesome, I think, for black women, too, who I feel like are so often just like boxed. Yeah. And this project really shows you like, no, we can go wherever we want with this. Like, right. it's actually the possibilities are endless when it comes to black women and the stuff that we say and do and things that we've written. Right. So, yeah. I awesome. love that. Mm -hmm. And then if people want to find if there's a chapter where they are, do you know how many there are or is there somewhere they can go? Yeah. Um, uh, so there's not like a directory. Okay. There's not that many. So there's okay. like, I know before I started this one, Chicago had a free black women's library where, but it was like, they had an event like once a year. Okay. So I don't know if they're still doing that. But yeah, you can, I th honestly, if you just like put an Instagram, the Free Black Women's Library, that's all of our handles right. but with an underscore and something else afterwards. Got it. So you'll find it So there. yeah, I know for sure there's one in Houston. I know. And theirs, I think, operates more like a book club. Okay. Um, and, but I do think that they're like building their collection to do a book swap. And then there's one in Atlanta. There's one in New York. And I think that's all. Okay. That's all I know. Okay, great. So people, <laughs> if you're in those places, go check it out. And if you're not and you want to be in a place where it exists, maybe you just start your own. Um, <laughs> I, we should say this for sure. How can people support the work that you're, you're doing, whether they're in LA or not? Yeah, thank you for asking that too, because I'm really bad at uh, saying those things. I always forget. <laughs> um, and yeah, our everything that we do is 100% donation-based. Like, 100% volunteer run like there's no like outside funding for this so um and all of our events I like to have snacks and like art supplies and things like that and it really does add up especially because a lot of the spaces that we have events at 
are like minority owned and I like to offer like an event fee or something to pay for the time that we spend there. So yeah, you can go to the link in our Instagram. <laughs> Instagram is like a big hub kind of. Um, but we also have a website, the free black women's lib LA.com. And I have links to Patreon. So you can give us like even as little as like a dollar a month could be really helpful. Um, we also have a GoFundMe if you just want to make like a one-time donation still. We we do have a book wish list with Skylight Books. Okay. Um, that's here local. in LA. Yeah, that's here in LA. And they have a website so you can go on and order books and they'll send them to the store and give them to us. I'm looking to start, start more book wish, book wish lists with um, different indie bookstores around the city. Okay. So, so for now, Patreon or GoFundMe is best. Yeah. Okay. Or you can always mail us a book too. People like to do that. Um, our address is on our Instagram and website and everything too. Great. Yeah. Great. Um, for those of you who are thinking, God, this sounds kind of familiar. If you've been with the show for a while, last year we did a book drive when uh, when Asha and the library were just getting started here in LA and you guys like went nuts and it was amazing. That was insane. It was insane. The pictures of you with all the books and stuff was amazing. No, it was literally insane. Like literally they <laughs> called me. I like, I put it on the Instagram story, but they literally called me. The woman who I had been like talking to at the post office was like, Oh, if you're going to be expecting a lot of books here, like, you know, give me your cell phone number just in case, whatever. And I was like, okay. And she was like, I probably won't call you, but just to have in case. And I was like, okay. And she called me like the next day and she was like, hi, I need you to come here today. Um, you have so many books that came <laughs> in. Like, I was like screaming. I was like, oh my God. And it was like that for days. You guys did a good job. Days. So anyways, we'll find more ways that this show can support the work that you guys are doing. But if you are just feeling right now, like I love Asha, I want to support the Free Black Women's Library. I don't live in LA. I can't attend. I can't go to a swap. Check out their Patreon or the GoFundMe and stay connected because you might just see a wish list somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Before we hop off all of this about you and start talking about your books, we should just talk briefly about what you do for work because you yeah. are kind of like a freelance because this is all your passion project. You don't make yeah. money. You don't get paid off free black women. No. So you do digital media kind of like marketing, social media yeah. stuff. Tell us about it. Yeah. So I'm like classic millennial. Yeah. Like, I just like <laughs> I have so many different small little things slash streams of income. Um, I guess primarily I do like media and pub stuff. Um, so I do social media management for like different small companies and organizations. Usually there are companies and orgs that center marginalized communities in some way. So I do feel super aligned with like all of my projects. So the Free Black Women's Library sort of fits in seamlessly to mm -hmm. like my actual paid work. Um, and so I do that. I do like graphic design and I say light because people will be like, oh, can you? And they'll say something extremely complicated. And I'm like, <laughs> not. And I'm like, no. Um, but I do do that. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of like and that can look at a couple different ways. So sometimes that's just like managing different like social media channels or like creating materials for um, like a new author that's coming out with something. So, okay. yeah, cool. It's, it's kind of all meshed in together in different ways. Awesome. I love that. Taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should be at least simple. That's why for the last 
three plus years, I have been drinking AG1 every day, no exceptions. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day, and it makes me feel nourished and strong enough to tackle whatever else might come my way. That's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and a lot more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. The nutritional insurance that AG1 provides has been vital to keeping me productive and focused. It helps me cover my bases in just about the time it takes to fill a glass of water, scoop in one scoop of AG1, and then drink it. So I don't know, 75 seconds? With the perfect mix of vitamins, probiotics, and nutrients from Whole Foods, I'm not stuck trying to assemble it all by myself, which would have considerably worse results. AG1 saves me all the time and hassle, and it has made such a difference in my overall mood and especially my gut health, among many other things. But don't take my word for it. Go ahead and try AG1. Let me know what you think. Whether you notice you're needing more nutrient support than you're used to, or you just need an edge for a tough workout, AG1 can be the ticket. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1, and that's why I've partnered with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash the stacks. That's drinkag1.com slash the stacks. Check it out. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay. We're going to do our, this is something that I love. It's called Ask the Stack. Someone has sent us an email. They're going to tell us kind of like what, I haven't prepped you on this. You're, oh. going, you're going off the cuff. She's looking at her computer like, uh, no, you're going off the cuff. Okay. Great. I prep myself. So I'll, I'll talk for a little bit and then you'll, I'll, oh, I got you girl. Don't worry. Okay. So someone sent an email. This one is from a woman named Shoshana. And Shoshana, if you're listening, thank you. Your email was so long, girl. It was so long that I had to paraphrase. So I'm kind of like, I'm tightening it up just for the sake of the fact that (laughs) the people are going to be mad if I read your whole email. But I see you, Shoshana. Thank you. So this is basically what she said. Shoshana is a black woman from New York. She started a meetup book club when she moved to Florida. Um, If you're in Florida, West Palm Beach area, I'll put a link to the meetup in the show notes so you can check it out. Um, Shoshana says she likes all kinds of books, but her book club really likes historical fiction and older classics. She says um, she suggested modern books, but sometimes people aren't really interested in them. Hmm. So she wants to branch out in a way that's going to be inclusive to people in her group, but also diversify what they're reading. So what she said that they've read, she sent me all of the books that they've read and how many people showed up to the meetup and how the discussion was. So I picked a few of the books 
that she said that were good and had a good turnout. Okay. And most of them are actually kind of modern. So she said that Miracle Creek, um, The Murmur of Bees, and The Girl with Seven Names were all books that were really good. And she just really wants to be able to please everybody and diversify both genre and author identity. So she's open to queer authors. She's open to authors of color. She's open to um, YA, romance. Like she basically said she's open to everything. So first of all, Shoshana, here's what I'm going to say. And I mean this in the kindest way possible. You're not going to be able to please everybody, girl. It's just not going to happen. So you should pick books that you think are really exciting since you're going to every single book club. <laughs> That's what I do here at the Stacks. I can't please everybody. Everybody does not read along with the show, but at least I read it and I'm happy that I spent time with the book. So here are three things that I came up with based on kind of what you said. I went all fiction, which listeners of this show are going to be like, really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is called The Air You Breathe by Frances de Pontes Peebles. And I've not read it, but she's a Brazilian author. Uh, she's from Brazil. She It's a historical fiction book. It's set right in Havana, I believe, like in the 30s. And everybody who's read it loves it. Mm-hmm. I've yet to talk to someone who doesn't love it. And I, from my understanding, it's a great book club book. So that's number one. Number two I picked was Another Brooklyn by Jacqueline Woodson. Mm-hmm. It's a great book. It's super tiny. It's set um, in the 80s, 90s Brooklyn. And for those of you who don't know Jacqueline Woodson, she is a black queer woman. She writes young adult books and children's books and adult books. Um, this is an adult book, but it's about young girls in Brooklyn. There's a lot to talk about when it comes to young, young teenage preteen girls and growing up and being alive. And it's great. And then the last one I came up with was Underground Railroad Railroad by Colston Whitehead. It won the National Book Award. It was super popular. I believe 2016 or 17 it came out. And it's kind of a magical realism take on the Underground Railroad. Um, so there's like a real railroad and it's about a runaway slave and there's a ton to talk about there. And that kind of ties in maybe some historical fiction. Um, I guess all three kind of are, though the Jacqueline Woodson, you could say. So those are my suggestions for you. But honestly, Shoshana, just pick what you want to read and people will come and you'll find the right people. Okay. Do you have any I suggestions for her? Yeah. I, <laughs> no, I think that's that's a really great place to start, which is with yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> because... Yeah, you really can't please anyone. And I mean, I commend anyone who's running a book club because it's not easy work. No. And it is a lot of pressure. And people have approached me about starting a book club many times. And I haven't <laughs> done it because I don't, I'm scared. Like, yeah. It's a lot of pressure to pick these books and have people, uh, there's almost like they're like, oh, we're forced to read it this time. You know, it's like right. you don't want it to feel like school. Right. right. So, um, yeah, shout out to you, Shoshana. I really just have one book that I've been pushing to everybody and okay. making them read it, okay. and that's Home Going by Yaa Jezu. Oh, if yeah. you haven't read it, it is historical fiction. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, it's very, his- uh, uh, it's it's a lot, yeah. but it's a really beautiful, I think, um, beautiful, but also like heart-wrenching story about two sisters who have like two I guess sort of like not different fates but like yeah it's like their life trajectories it starts in like Ghana Ghana, I guess pre slash the start of slavery of the slave trade and it's like these two sisters and 
it follows, it's kind of like sliding doors. One sister's Mm -hmm. family line goes one way and one sister's family line goes the other. Yeah. So I just feel like that's a book just like everyone should just read because it's really good and super important. There's so much to talk about. Yeah. Um, She has a new book coming out this year. I know. Transcendent Kingdom, I think that's what it's called. Yes. And I'm so, have you seen the cover? It's gorgeous. It's stunning. It's pink and black and And gold and so beautiful. I, when I saw it, I just like, yeah. It's like they're making these books so that they can be like perched on a coffee table. Yeah. And just like. It's like they're making them for Instagram. <laughs> I just had a conversation. <laughs> they are. About, they are. Yeah. No, for they, sure. they totally are. It's not about anything else but like social media at this point. Um, and I love covers. So I'm like, I'm into it. But yeah. I also peep game. Yeah. Um, but that <laughs> uh, cover is beautiful. Um, so, yeah, I would recommend that book. And I'm trying to think of another like historical. I know. I don't read a ton of historical fiction. Yeah, I don't really either. Um, But if you are open to YA, I think that's really good because I love YA books. They're so good. And one that I've also been pushing a lot, which I'll probably talk about later, is Pet. Oh. um, By Kweke Imezi. So it's it's in my top five. Now. I've heard it's amazing. I have not read it yet, but I've heard it's brilliant. And it's brilliant. an easy read. You can read it in two days okay. like or in one night. Yeah. So I think it's like, I know for me, book clubs give me a lot of anxiety because mm-hmm. I'm like, what if I don't finish? And, and right. I want to finish. Right. I want to be done and I want to be able to talk about everything. Um, so yeah, that one, I just recommend generally. Okay. It's awesome. Okay. That's yeah. great. All right. Let's talk about you now. We didn't really do this in the beginning. So kind of tell us a little bit about your reading life. Like how are books a part of your life? You said you were an English major. So I'm just going to assume that means you've (laughs) read a lot of old dead white guys. Yes. Um, Yeah. So I, my reading journey started as a kid. Okay. Many of ours did. And I really think that like a big part of why I loved reading was because I was an only child Mm. and I had like no one to play with okay <laughs> and reading is an excellent activity for someone who's by themselves right. and you don't have to do anything with anyone so and also my parents were both educators okay. so my mom was like it's time to read Got like it. literally like Got it. literally just like go read um and i liked it anyway so but yeah i like grew up with this idea that i was going to be an english teacher because i loved english class so much and mm. i was like i don't want this to end and it doesn't have to end right i can just do it as a i career. can do it myself <laughs> yeah i can just like stay in the classroom forever um and so yeah i got my degree in english for undergrad and i minored in women's studies and okay. african diaspora studies oh okay so like makes lots of sense so you're doing for, what you love yeah, <laughs> yeah. like You're actually using your degree. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, (laughs) totally. So and even when I um, was at Columbia, my degree was in English and my concentration was on black female education and literacy. So like not not veering off. Right. (laughs) So we'll uh, go in. We'll dive in now. So what are two books you love and one book you hate? So I'm going to start off with a book that I hate. Okay. Yeah. Started off with a book. I feel like it's an unpopular opinion, but I'm not into Zadie Smith. I've never read any. Girl, I can't. I just, I don't know what it is. I cannot relate to her characters. Her writing style reminds me of like a really like young white British dude. Hmm. I just can't latch on. And I see her books and they have great covers as well. Yeah. Um, Swing Time, that yellow and the black. It's gorgeous. I can't. And I've tried multiple times. So that's a 
I don't want to say that I hate The Office. Right. But I hate the book Swing Time. Okay. And it's a really, it's a book that I see everywhere. And I feel like it's super popular, which is why I feel like this is a really unpopular opinion. It's okay. I, I love unpopular opinions. I do They're too. the best. I live for an unpopular Because everyone always says Catcher in the Rye for that. For the book oh, they hate really? or the book they love. And while I think it's hilarious that that's mm-hmm. like the number one said book for that on this mm-hmm. show, I also love when someone comes up with something that I'm like, oh, interesting. Yeah, me too. I mean, yeah. Catcher in the Rye, like, okay. Yeah. But like, what's a secret book that you hate? Yeah. You know? that's, like, I should change the question. Like, what's a book that you hate that nobody else hates? Yeah. That like, you don't feel comfortable <laughs> What's your unpopular writing? opinion book? Yeah. Well, I'm going to add that to the questionnaire right now. Yeah. Okay. That's a little different than just yeah. what do you hate. Um. Two books that I love. This is also like no surprise, but obviously Sister Outsider. Okay. Um, by Audre Lorde and Homegoing by Yajazi. Okay. That book changed my life and I think about that book every week. Do you really? Literally, I read it and I weekly. did not love it. I liked oh it. But I was not like head over heels. Oh my God. I know. I know. <laughs> I liked it. I read it quickly like I was interested in it. I just thought it fizzled by the end for me. Okay, it did kind of fizzle at the end. I'm the not gonna beginning, lie. the first like the beginning was insane. yeah, it was like a rocket going. On. Yeah, and I can't wait to read her next book. Like Same. it was good enough for me to be like, yo, this person. Yeah, I can't wait for book two. Yeah, but it wasn't like the end of my life. Yeah, you know, I think about it, but I don't like think about it. You know, I think that I think that it fizzled at the end because it got too familiar at the end. Yeah, and I think that in the beginning you were like transported. Yes. And so I felt like once you felt that like, okay, we're like descending onto the ground that we live on now. Right. It was like underwhelming. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Okay. What's the last just great book that you read? Um, it was pet. Okay. Yeah. By a quickie. I read that, um, when I was in South Africa, I just got back. It was like incredible. Where'd you go? I went to Johannesburg and I went to Cape Town. I've been to both of those places. Really? Yes. We'll have to chat I went that. years ago. Um, what are you reading right now? Um, so right now I'm reading Blue's Legacies in Black Feminism okay. by Angela Davis. Okay. Um, I'm actually rereading it because I read it in college, but I was in college, so I was fake reading right. it just to get by. <laughs> right. And now I'm like, actually, this is a great book. And um, I... I'm really interested and I think it's because it's Black History Month or something, Mm. but like just diving more into like Black queer stories, Mm. particularly like Black women queer stories. So the women that she highlights in the book, like Bessie Smith and Ma Rainey are like super radical queer Black women who Mm. were like taking charge of their um, identities and of their work and like just really like when I think about blue, the blues, I always think about men. Right. Totally. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah. And it's, it's a really, um, I've been trying to not read so much academic lit, but it doesn't feel like that. Okay. This feels really like personal and really just important for me to read right now at this moment. So why are you trying to read less academic stuff? Um, I think I just need an escape. Got it. And it's not always like it's just I feel like especially when you um, like exist in that like social justice like area of work and just even your personal circle of friends. Right. Like it's just really a lot. Yeah. And so I'm just like I want to read about somebody who's like on a spaceship or something. right? Sure. Totally. I can't really like theorize and like I just it's too much. 
how much of your reading like percentage or whatever fraction, I don't know, you can you can interpret it as you will. Okay. Would you say it's by black women? I would say close to ninety nine percent. Okay. I was thinking about that as I was going over your questions. I was like, I can't remember the last time I read a book written by a white person. Really? Or a man. Hmm. Like literally. I know that I have. Right. <laughs> obviously, but like it hasn't it's been a really long time. That's great. I think um I mean I'm trying to like decolonize reading a little bit because I feel like especially within like the book community there's a lot of like just it'll just come off really elitist Mm -hmm. like how many books have you read or how do you and it's just like it's just unrealistic to expect for people to like engage in all of these different ways that we're reading online and read all of these different books and it's just like a lot yeah um and we're always reading i think we're actually reading now more than ever i think that's true yeah i think that people think because we're reading allegedly less books yeah that we're not reading yeah but when you take into account like social media and articles and posts and information, like you're getting mini essays sometimes with someone's Instagram post or you're getting your, I mean, sometimes you're getting whole books on Facebook Yeah, literally, literally. (laughs) or like a tweet thread could be the best thing you read all day. Mm -hmm. Um, So I always push back when people say like, Oh, I'm not really a reader. I'm like, well, you must be reading something. Are you reading articles? Are you, do you get the newspaper? Yeah. I feel like it's a really classist like perspective too, to say that like people are not reading and not engaging in the world. And I'm just like, I don't believe like that is impossible today. Right. Actually you can't, you can't not read. Right. And I think people, a lot of people who say things like that are people who aren't reading. Mm. <laughs> you know, like it's like, oh, yeah. nobody reads. Yeah. It's like, well, how that, could you be reading? Yeah, just like- because you and your six <laughs> friends don't read doesn't mean that the rest of us aren't yes. reading. But I had that, I had that thinking when I first moved to LA like eight years ago. Mm. Nobody reads here, mm. and then I realized that a lot of the reading that's done in LA is around scripts, mm. and and people are actually reading a ton because everyone yeah. wants to option the next thing. Yeah. So people do read so much, but LA is too cool for yeah, reading you know like right. LA wants to be Hollywood and <laughs> I don't read I'm dumb like yeah. LA like wants to be dumb you know it's the weirdest thing but LA is no. like that girl that's like I'm too stupid to yeah, read yeah no like, I know exactly what you mean you're like above reading right and it's like what <laughs> like no anyways yeah so mostly you're reading black women stories yeah I mean books. part of it is like literally like running the free black women's library <laughs> like i'm surrounded by the books so right why would i not why would i not and it's always just been something i'm really interested in and it's not to say that i'm like anti-books by other people but like it's just i think what's really awesome is that i have so much of what i already need and mm. like there's so many things to discover that i'm like my reading appetite is actually just satisfied. So I don't even have to seek anything else. And yeah, like some of the books that you mentioned, I'm like, oh, I want to read those books. Um, and like I read like The Water Dancer. Okay. You know, like I'm I'm reading other things, but primarily it's just black women writers. And I'm like constantly blown away and learning still. So 
If I could just suggest one book not by a black woman for you that I think is just so good and I've been pushing it like crazy ever since I read it. Yeah. It's The Nickel Boys by Colston Whitehead. It's his mm. new book. It's 212 pages. So mm. it's it's a snack mm. and it is delish. Yes. So if you're thinking I might branch out and like try someone who yeah. identifies as male. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm open. I am open and I've heard amazing things about Colston. That book is it's like a perfect book. Oh my God. She's like it. a perfect writer. Anyways. Okay. How do you pick your next book? You're surrounded by all these books. How yeah. do you decide which one you're going to grab? Yeah. So again, in classic millennial fashion, Instagram is like a huge yeah. part of my life. So um, I follow a lot of like book accounts. Okay. And so I usually like We'll find books online or I have a lot of friends that read and recommend things. So rarely do I like actually go into a bookstore and I'm like, hmm, I'm usually right. like going to go buy something specifically that I already right. thought about. But um, are there any book accounts on Instagram that you particularly love? Yeah. I mean, well-read black girl, of course. Of course. You're oh, well, Instagram, that's nice. You don't have to say that. <laughs> um, and I also follow a lot of book hashtags. Okay. So like that helps too. Also, Black Bookstagram, hashtag. Um, there's another one that's like decolonizing books. And yeah, like, like yeah. decolonize your bookshelf or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Library okay. of Instagram, stuff like that. What's the last really good book someone recommended to you? Um, Such a Fun Age. Oh, yeah. By Kylie Reed. Kylie Reed, yeah. yeah. I'm like just finishing it mm -hmm. and it's so good. It's a good read. It's really good and I like it because it's not super heavy. Yeah. But it's still dealing with a lot of like real life shit. Can yeah. Oh, uh, you you can. I do. Okay. okay. <laughs> you don't have to, but you can. <laughs> okay. I didn't think about it until then. Yeah. And I someone recommended it to me and texted me and was like, "Have you read this book?" And it's crazy because she actually sent an advanced copy. Oh, she did. That I had like just tossed to the side with the rest <laughs> of the books, and I was like digging through all the books, like, "Where is that blue gorgeous cover?" Oh my god, so gorgeous! <laughs> so that book beautiful. is so gorgeous. That pink lettering. Mm -hmm. And it serves the purpose, per, like the pink is the perfect yes, right color. It's absolutely. just, it's just so perfect. It's right. Are there things that you wish were different about your reading life? Yes. Um, I wish that I wrote more while I read. Interesting. What do you yeah. write while you read? What would you and write? Just like taking notes on okay. like ideas that I have or like thoughts and things like that. Cause mm. I feel like I'll read a really good book and be really immersed in it. And then afterwards, if I talk with someone about the book, I can't remember like some mm. of the really like I remember some things that I wanted to like talk to someone about, but I really wish that I like annotated my books more mm. and that I like kept like a book diary or something where I was like, do you write in book? your books? I do. Your, yeah. your team mess up your books. I'm team <laughs> mess up your books. Um, but I do it less now you do. and I wish that I did it more because even like with my um, like Audre Lorde books, there's like so much highlighting and all of my notes. And it's really fun to like go back and see what I was thinking then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really, I wish that I actually, and even if like for some books like hardcovers, I'm not going to write in them. I just okay. can't. If it's like a soft cover, I'm like, fine. That's interesting. Yeah. I just, be, I just, I guess I take care of my hardcovers more because huh. they're hardcovers. Interesting. I don't know. But, I never um, mess up my books, but I'm starting to think about it. Mm. I kind of like, because what I'll do is I'll read a book and I'll take notes on the book in my phone. Oh. Like I'll have okay. a notes app. Okay. So like if we're doing a book on the show, 
I'll take notes and I'll put the page number and right. I'll like I have a whole thing. But then I started thinking like, why does it matter if, if it's my book? Yeah. If it's clean yeah. or not. Yeah. And you can always buy another one. Yeah. That's also true. I never think about that. Yeah. Buying another one. But it reminds me of when I was growing up and I used to get those like collectible Barbies for uh-huh. Christmas. Uh-huh. Like, they came in that big ass box. And like you could never take them out of the box. Yeah. And then like one day my mom was like, just open up the box. And I was like, what? And she was like, they're actual dolls. Like, I yeah. don't care anymore. And I just was stunned. Yeah. So maybe you should just. I had a box. black Cinderella. Oh, see. And I don't think I ever opened it. And then I also, my aunt got me a, a Democratic Convention Barbie in 2004 <laughs> or 2008. Oh, I was like older, oh but she's God. still in the box also. Black. Honestly, she I was were... a black delegate. My gosh, I loved her. You could. <laughs> I'm so glad that you actually didn't play with those. And no. I actually regret opening the box because now I'm like I mean they look awful their hair is cut like it's a whole thing they're like totally like all of the value is gone whatever value sure. that was um I had this like black millennium barbie when it oh. was like 2000 yeah yeah, yeah. this like anniversary barbie I, I had all of them well and now you're making me think I shouldn't mess up my books you're talking me out of it okay no 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 <laughs> No, no, no. That's not my goal. I mean, you can buy another one. Those ones you can't buy again. That's true. That's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah. That's true. I don't know. Yeah. Do you dog ear your pages? Yes. Okay. I do not do that. I do, but it's a very tiny dog ear and I don't like to do it often. I don't like to do that. And I also, my big be- book pet peeve is when people mm-hmm. use the jacket as a bookmark because then it like stretches out the jacket. Oh my God. That is me. You I, do that? I really <gasps> felt like they did that for people like me oh who my just God. like don't have bookmarks. I yell at my husband all the time. I'm like, is that my book that you're doing that with? <laughs> well, it's interesting because that looks like it's one of my books. I know. So why are you doing that to my book? <laughs> I love it. I th- I just think it's so sweet. It's like an extra like don't have a bookmark and don't want a dog ear, no. just use this extra flap. No, I, I'll use basically anything else as a bookmark, like, <laughs> like a, a ticket stub, I'll rip off a piece of paper, and a napkin, oh whatever, a paper clip, but I will not use mm. the jacket. Mm. And I don't like to dog ear. I'll also just remember what page I'm on or I'll Ooh. take a note and say mm. this page. But I do not like those two things. I just... Because then the jacket doesn't fit right. Then it's always falling off when you're trying to use yeah. it. They it's need to never the same again. go back to the ribbon. In the book, yes. like old school. Can the I get a ribbon? I'm paying yeah. $30 for a book. Can I have Honestly, a ribbon, please? Please. Yeah, <laughs> that was actually a great idea. Yeah, um, pass the ribbon. Okay, what genres of book do you love? And are there any that you're just not into or that you avoid? I'm into his. I I wrote down historical fiction, but okay. like as I was answering that question, you I didn't was have like, any. Maybe I don't really like <laughs> You just really liked. I just really homegoing. liked homegoing. Okay. That was it. Um, I like fiction a lot. I really like romance novels okay. too. I really like YA okay. a lot. I love poetry. Oh, you do books, yeah. Okay. Um, but also like, <clears throat> I am not into what I call like Instagram poetry. Okay, which is just like really minimal, like two lines where it's just like love is. Life. You mean like people whose posts are like three lines? Yeah. Okay. But they have like books like that now. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like just a collection of like blank pages with like five words on them. Okay. Can't get you want to like dig in? Yeah. You need like, a little meteor poem. Just a little meteor for okay. for a book of poetry, right? Um. Yeah, I think it's cute for like reposting, <laughs> but I'm not paying for that, right? Yeah. 
What is your ideal reading setup? How do you like to read? Where do you like to be? What's your vibe? Oh my God, that's such a great question. So I have a very like, this is my like literal childhood reading setup life goal that has not been reached. And so, yeah, so I have a like realistic one and have like an idealistic one. Idealistically, I want to be that girl in the window of a home and one of those windows that's like the bay window. Yeah, that's also my dream. It's just like every reader, I think, wants to like sit in a window and read a book. And I want to read that book, not quite at like golden hour, but like right before mm. golden hour. So mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. as I'm reading, it turns into golden Got hour it. and not nighttime. Okay. Where I have to like get out the window. Got it. So <laughs> like, you need I'm time reading, to read. Right. Because I'm like reading by daylight. And I'm like, yeah. So uh, and preferably with like iced tea that like my grandmother made me or something just like sitting there like a bowl of lemons next to it um (laughs) and there's like bookshelves on either side of the window of course definitely bookshelves on either side and like a cascading like drape somewhere (laughs) so (laughs) my like idealistic like reading setup my actual real life is me reading in the bed with like crumbs and um With crumbs. With crumbs. (laughs) Really setting the mood. Right. Okay. This is our rapid fire section. What's the last book that made you cry? Um, Heads of the Colored People by Nafisa Nafisa Thompson Spires. Yeah. That book is dope. That book is, again, it's it's one of those books where I'm like, didn't think I was going to have a new top five. That one's like top five. Like the first story. Yeah. By the end of it, yeah. it was a wrap for me. Yeah. And I didn't even know if I could finish the rest of the book. I was like, oh, if they're all like this, I'm done. Yeah. Um, and the conversations I had about that, I literally, I made my boyfriend at the time, I read it to him out loud because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know if you're actually going to read this. And I need you to read this. So we're yeah. going to have story time. Right now. <laughs> I was like, okay. I love that. Um, and the s- conversations that we had afterwards, I was just like weeping. Really? Like, That's just. Amazing. It was just, anyway, that book is really, I'm still processing. Yeah. She's dope. Uh, What's the last book that made you angry? Um, An American Marriage by Tyree Jones. Yeah. Many times I had to put that book down and like take a lap. Okay. The drama. The drama. Did you read it? I did. Okay. I I did. Yeah. I think at the time it was just like hitting too close to hoe. Okay. Like I was going through a lot of relationship stuff. I see. And so it was like extremely triggering. So I was like upset as I was reading it. And mm. I was like, why am I reading this book that is and I don't I don't want <laughs> I don't want anyone listening to think that my life was anywhere near like someone. <laughs> I was like to gonna jail. say, I like, was like, how exactly close to your life? Right. It wasn't like it wasn't like super close, like nobody would jail. Like, right. It wasn't like that. Um but just close in that like uh I don't even want to share. It much. was close. It okay. was close. We enough, don't need to, yeah. And it just pissed me off because some of the things that happened in the book, I was just like stressed out. Got it. But it was so good. It was so, so good. I kept going. Yeah. But yeah. Totally. What's a book that you feel proud to have read? All of the Harry Potter series books. Oh, not Black Woman. I know. <laughs> and I just added that in there as like a fun thing to show that I'm like a dynamic Black woman. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just like, I didn't realize how many people actually didn't read all the books. I've never read a single sentence of a single one. See, this is why I'm proud okay, to have read. You. Yeah. Um, people are watching the movies 
and not reading all the books. And I've not I seen a movie either. I've <gasps> not I've not dabbled into any Harry Potter thing. I don't know what a is there something Dol- behind Dol- this? Like Dumbledore you- is. I don't know the whole oh. thing. I like. I just know that he wears glasses and has a scarf. Are you like actively avoiding Harry Potter? I just wasn't into it, and then I my my god sister. I have I have a goddaughter who's now. She'll be nine next or this month. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'll read it when Charlie's like old enough. We'll read it together. Mm. But now I just had these kids. Mm. So I'm like, should I wait and read it with them? Or maybe I'll read it with Charlie and then read it with them. But I just wasn't that into it. And I am curious, but. Wow. So, yeah. You've really avoided Harry Potter. Like It's not even an avoid. It's just like not in something that I'm interested in. I got you. Like, I don't know. I'm sure once I read it, I'll be like, oh my God, it was amazing. I can't believe I waited this long. But right now I'm just like, it doesn't excite me. Like I'm not, I'm not like, oh, I have to read Harry Potter. But I was like, oh, maybe Charlie and I can read it together. That would be fun. Yeah. I feel like that about Star Wars. Oh, I've never seen a Star Wars. Yeah. I've never engaged in any Star Wars activity and I'm fine with that. Yeah. I've, yeah. I was like, has it happened? And it's not like I have anything against it. It's just, just not like, interested. That's yeah. totally me. I, me and basically everything. Okay. I feel like that about like every big cultural thing, <laughs> except for Cheer. Have you watched Cheer on Netflix yet? No. It's a cheerleading documentary show. It's six episodes and okay. it is amazing. Okay. So I'm just telling you it's Cheer? the most compelling television ever made. Okay. It's the only it. cultural thing that I'm into. What book is your problematic fave? It's weird. I I guess I would say, I, I kind of want to say Americana. Okay. But it's not, I think it's more of a fave than it is problematic. problematic. Yeah. Like the problematic parts aren't over. It's not like I'm like boycotting. Right, right, right. Like Americana. Right. But like I have been in spaces where I've like really rah-rahed for Americana and people have been like, mm. Interesting. I don't yeah. even know what the issues are. Um... From what I've heard, so part of it, I think, comes from, like, Chimamanda's more recent, like, comments around, like, uh-huh. that have been a little transphobic and, like, stuff like that. Um, so some of it, I think, comes from just, like, her as a person. Okay. Okay. And then I think some other people just didn't really like the ways that she, like, talked about the experience of, like, a Nigerian person living in America. Like they just were like, this doesn't feel accurate, accurate or like the dynamics between her and that, the character who was like, I think they were like some white guy. Yeah. 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 That was weird. Yeah. And they just were like, that was really not handled. I see. Okay. So I can see, I kind of want to read it again now. Mm -hmm. Now I've had some time to see like, Okay, is this like a true problematic fave? Or right, 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 right. Like how much? Because every, yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. like more subtle. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I can't, I just, I can't think of another one. That's fine. Oh, are, are there any books that you feel embarrassed about that you've not read or you haven't um, gotten to yet? Yeah. I feel really embarrassed that I've only read one Octavia Butler book. Which one? Which is Kindred. Okay, me too. I've only read one. one, Read one. Yeah, and it's really not cool when you say you run the Free Black Women's Library (laughs) to like not have read Parable of the Sower. Yeah, like any of those. But like, I just like I feel so basic for just being on a Kindred level. (laughs) So I'm really embarrassed about that. Like you need that on a shirt. I'm basic on a Kindred level. Yeah, like I should be. I really should. have more Octavia under my belt. So I'm really like embarrassed when I go to spaces and they're like, oh my God, like Octavia Butler, right? And I'm like, right. But I also feel like I'm 
secretly like um You're like a right. poser. <laughs> yeah. But I really do stand for her. But yeah, I need to read more. Okay. That's a really good one. Yeah. What's a book you would assign to high school students? I put The House on Mango Street okay. by Sandra Cisneros, which is like already kind of assigned to high school students. It was not assigned to me. No? No. I've never read it. I've heard it's amazing, oh, but I've never read it. Oh my God. It's it's another one of those books that changed my life. Um, <clears throat> Sandra Cisneros is like one of the first writers that I read, wrote in a way that really combined like poetry and her like narrative, mm. like writing and stuff. And I just... She wrote, it was a book of vignettes, which as a high school student, I didn't know what the fuck that meant. Right. And then reading this, I was like, I didn't know that you could like write like this and mm. actually have people respect you. Right. Like, I was like, this is a published book. Like, you can mm-hmm. do this. Like, I was just shocked. What's a book that you feel like should be turned into a movie or TV show? I really think that Queenie mm. by um, Candace Cardi will. Yeah, I think that's coming. Is it? I I literally could have just made that up. So nobody oh. told me. But I, I feel like I saw that. I think. Maybe not. Yeah. I think as as I was reading it, I, I personally think it would be a better movie or a, a better show than it was a book. Interesting. Like I was kind of annoyed by her character a little bit. Okay. And I just was like, pull it together. Um, I mean, it's a great book. You read the book? No. Okay. Well, it's a great book. It's like about this girl who's... Um, she like lives in London. She's black. She's a millennial. She's like dealing with relationship issues okay. and stuff with her friends and her job and like navigating life and mental health issues and like all these different things in family. And so I'm just like, this is a great show. Like the actual book, it was it was nice reading it, but there were so many parts in it where like they had excerpts of like her text messages. Mm. And they kind of tried to make it like almost like really multimedia-ish. But okay. I was just like, just go full multimedia and like right. make it a Make show. it a thing. I see. <laughs> yeah. I think it would fit in really nicely with today's like shows like Grown-ish and yeah. stuff like that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. All right. This is the last question. We always do this one. What is one book if you could require the... Cur- or what? It- Let me do that again. Okay. Last one. We always do this. What is the one book you would require the current president of the United States to read? Okay, I this is like the hardest question I've ever been asked in my life. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Outside of just books, just okay. like life. Okay. Um, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> Asking the tough questions in your face, Barbara Walters. For real. Like I'm you need like a award for your podcast now yeah. for this question. Thank you. Um I feel like Assad Shakur's autobiography. Mm. And it's just because I want him who shall not be named Mm -hmm. to just like have a moment with some really badass black woman shit. Mm. And like, and someone who's so like apologetic and eloquent and poetic about her shit. Mm. Um, And I just like, from the first chapter of that book, she really pulls you in to like, I mean, it reads like it's a movie. It's so good, but it's like not a movie. So yeah, I just I would love for him to be forced to reckon with yeah, like Asada and her story. Totally. hundred yeah. percent. That's such a good answer. Okay, we're gonna wrap up. Next week, Asha's back. We're talking about Audrey Lord's Sister Outsider. It's a collection of essays and speeches. There won't really be spoilers, so if you haven't read it yet, that's okay. But 
you should read it. If you haven't read it yet, now's the time. This is the book that everyone's like, oh, I should read this. Now is your time. We've created space for you to take in this text. Asha, is there anything else you want to say? Just thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for coming. Yeah, this was so fun. Yay. All right, you guys, and we will see you in the stacks. That does it for us today here on The Stacks. Thank you guys for listening and thank you to Asha Grant for being our guest. Asha is back next week to discuss Sister Outsider by Audrey Lord. Find everything we discussed today in the link in our show notes. You can also find links to our social media accounts and the social media accounts of our guests. Thank you to our sponsor, Book of the Month. Make sure to get your first month of Book of the Month for $9.99 by visiting bookofthemonth.com and using the code THESTACKS. Make sure you're subscribed to this show wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to rate and review this show. Our graphic designer is Robin McCright, and our theme music is from Tagiragis. This show was created and produced by me, Tracy Thomas. 